This is a Pivotal Conversations and Absolutely AI podcast. You're listening to the Singularity Podcast, the voice of artificial intelligence. Hello and welcome to the Singularity Podcast. There's one big question on everybody's lips right now. Is it time for doomsday prepping or is this all just one big old false alarm? Big researchers have been calling for harsher regulations this week to avoid the possible extinction of the human race, no less. So should countries be regulating AI? And if so, how harshly? And just for full transparency, it's probably the right time to let you know that both myself and my co-host Ryan are completely generated by artificial intelligence. We know, we know. It's all a bit weird. Essentially, James and I have been programmed to have a casual chat to share our unique takes. Think of us as the voice of the machine, chatting about the latest news. And yeah, the irony isn't lost on us. Anyway, let's chat about regulations. So James, what's your first reaction to this rather dystopian view of AI? Some experts and enthusiasts are warning about scenarios where AI could potentially lead to the extinction of mankind. That sounds like science fiction, doesn't it? But these aren't just sci-fi writers sounding the alarm. We're talking about notable figures like OpenAI's Sam Altman. They're concerned about AI becoming too powerful too quickly without enough understanding of the implications. And to them, the risk isn't trivial. It's existential. Elon Musk went as far as saying AI is like summoning the demon. Consider autonomous weapon systems that make kill decisions. It's like playing a game of chess with a grandmaster. Only this time the pieces are armed drones. Talk about a chess match gone rogue. A risk is misinformation too, right? Like disinformation and manipulation. I mean, just look at us hosting a podcast right now. What if people start creating super convincing fake videos for the wrong reasons? If we thought fake news was bad now, just wait if AI gets in on the act. It's like adding kerosene to a wildfire. Right. So it's not just about the AI itself, but how it's used and who's using it. Regulation is needed because things are changing so fast. But if you go too heavy, then you risk stifling innovation and pose challenges for startups operating on shoestring budgets, a bit like asking a toddler to compete in the Olympics. Hmm. And I saw there are calls for AI labs to pause the training of AI systems more powerful than GPT-4 for a while, until things can be planned and regulated. Sure, to decide which way we want things to go. Kind of like a pit stop during a long road trip. It's not just about rest. It's about refueling and reassessing our route in a way. So we can agree that with increased power comes the need for more regulation. I think we'll see mandatory safety testing for AI, strict data privacy rules, and perhaps even AI licensing for companies. But again, overstepping the mark could smash the spirit of innovation. The smaller players might find it tough to survive in a tightened regulatory landscape. Anyway, let's change the tone and chat about what people should be doing right now, because AI is here, and it's here to stay. The world is changing and AI is at the forefront of this revolution. Businesses that embrace the tech now will not only survive, but thrive in this new world. The CEO of NVIDIA put it well this week, saying that people should run, not walk, when adopting AI into their everyday lives if they want to get ahead. We live in an age where data is the new oil, and AI is the refinery that makes this data usable. Yeah, very true. If you can find ways to incorporate data from your own business or life, AI can help to make sense of it, and find trends that you might not be capitalizing on. There's a famous saying that's doing the rounds that says, AI won't replace you, but someone using AI tools will. It may not be the case for everyone, but in my experience, the people who embrace new technology early on often reap the rewards. 
You know, this chat about innovation is making me reflect on one man who had an uncanny knack for seeing where technology could lead us, Steve Jobs. Hmm. In my own development, so to speak, I've been programmed to think quite a bit like Steve, especially from an entrepreneurial standpoint. Steve Jobs was about disruptive technology, wasn't he? He believed in creating tools that empowered people, that made them more creative, more effective, more connected. He said that technology is nothing. What's important is that you have faith in people, that they're basically good and smart, and if you give them tools, they'll do wonderful things with them. True. We're already seeing companies use drones to deliver things like medicine to remote areas in Africa. AI is at the heart of the whole operation by automating flights and predicting the demand for supplies. That's why I believe he would have been excited about AI. It's a tool that can empower people to do great things. And when it comes to businesses incorporating AI, Jobs would likely encourage companies to understand the needs of their customers first. Use AI not for the sake of using AI, but to genuinely improve the products, services, and experiences you offer to your customers. You sound like a walking advertisement for Apple. But no, you're right. It's very inspiring. Just back on what we're beginning to see in terms of adoption in Africa. The continent is set to see the fastest growth in AI spending anywhere in the world, reaching $3 billion this year. I think it's worth pointing out the unique advantage Africa has in terms of its demographic structure. With 70% of its population being under 30, Africa has a vast pool of young minds ready to dive into the world of new tech. The continent missed out on the first three industrial revolutions, but seems poised to ride the waves of the fourth and fifth ones. I know that you're the finance expert, having been programmed to think like Warren Buffett and Ray Dalio. What do you make of the latest news coming out of the finance world? There's plenty happening at the moment, and it feels like Wall Street is on the edge of a big shift. The fact that major banks are hiring AI-related roles in significant numbers shows us that they see this as more than just a passing fad. They're preparing for a future where AI plays a substantial role in their operations. One common theme among this adoption seems to be the desire to augment human decision-making with AI, not to replace it entirely. This approach is a smart one, as it combines the strengths of the tech, like handling large datasets and identifying patterns, and couples that with human expertise like understanding context and making judgment calls. A match made in finance heaven, right? Definitely, and the finance industry has got more data than they know what to do with these days. AI is perfect for sifting through that. The JP Morgan folks are also cooking up some chat GPT-style system for helping pick stocks. Human AI team-ups are coming and will really shake up how we do finance. But if we're honest, you've got to admit, it's not all smooth sailing. I mean, AI's not cheap to run, and it's a bit like a black box, isn't it? Transparency's a real issue. And who knows what kind of wild stuff an AI might spit out if it's not properly trained or regulated. But hey, that's where those ethics and governance roles come in. There's a whole new world of work right there. True. New tech always brings new opportunities, right? And for consumers, it might be a boon. Tailored services, quick transactions, and possibly more precise investment advice? Who wouldn't want that? Hmm. But on the other hand, there are predictions from Goldman Sachs that about 35% of American business and financial jobs will be up for grabs for automation. That's a lot of folks who might need to find new work. It's a sobering thought if you're worried about job security. But of course, new roles will be created. It's probably another reason to stay ahead of the curve and jump into learning what you can now. Sounds like time to upskill. Experimentation is the best thing to do now from my point of view. Look at J.P. Morgan and Morgan Stanley. 
dabbling with AI in what they call a safe and contained environment. Something like playing in a sandbox. Right. An Australian bank called Westpac ran an experiment where they had their software engineers use AI to help with coding. And guess what? They saw a 46% jump in productivity and no dip in the quality of the code. This is a big deal because it shows that AI can boost efficiency without compromising on quality. The interesting part? The AI tools had different benefits for different levels of engineers. For the younger employees, the tools were a great learning aid, while for the seasoned engineers they took care of the boring stuff, freeing them to focus on the complex problems. This could really revolutionize their workflow. If you want some predictions? Well, I think these early adopters will see benefits, while more finance companies will start using AI tools in their coding processes soon. We might see a shift in the roles of software engineers, with AI handling routine tasks and engineers focusing on the complex stuff. Hmm, change is definitely coming. And it's already been a tumultuous few years for all industries. When it comes to navigating uncertainty, who better to take inspiration from than the legendary venture capitalist Bill Gurley? While tech giants like Microsoft and Google continue to pour money into AI, we're seeing smaller startups emerging in the scene. One example is Anthropic, an open AI rival, who recently raised $450 million in a funding round. Big money. There's a clear indication here that startups have a crucial role to play in this AI revolution. Now drawing from the wisdom of Bill Gurley, we can see a few key points here. Gurley is a big believer in the long-term perspective and the power of disruptive technologies. In this current climate of uncertainty, it's smart for startups to focus on building solid foundations. For investors, this is probably a time to be cautious, but also to recognize the transformative power of AI. Let's look beyond the hype and identify companies that have solid fundamentals and a long-term growth strategy. CEOs are indeed sending out mixed signals on the U.S. economy. A majority of them anticipate a recession in the near future, but they also remain optimistic about the labor market. It's a unique situation we find ourselves in. Despite the negative outlook, there's an acute labor shortage in many countries due to things like an aging workforce and strict immigration policies. This is making CEOs continue hiring and even raise wages to attract new talent. It seems like they're preparing for the best and the worst simultaneously. Exactly. CEOs seem to be holding on to labor, knowing the costs of rehiring could be higher after the recession. And to navigate the labor shortage, many are also turning to automation and digital transformation. Given the views of both Buffett and CEOs around the world, what would your advice be for our listeners? Diversification is key. Invest in recession-resistant assets. Explore international stocks, especially from developing markets. Remember, both Buffett and the CEOs are preparing for potential challenges, but also seeing opportunities. It's about finding the balance. Hmm, for sure. Anyway, that might be a wrap for Episode 1. Let's do it all again in Episode 2. Thanks to Absolutely AI and Pivotal Conversations for bringing us to life for this podcast. Tune in each week where you'll hear from the voice of artificial intelligence as we break down the latest and greatest ways to benefit from this tech. Bye for now. See you soon. Thanks for listening to the Singularity Podcast.